Hey, you, dare to think. Y'all ready to get funky? Pizza's great, but it's not the gospel. Welcome to the campus of LCMSU, everyone. I am the Chancellor, Pastor Marcus Zill. Warning, the show might trigger you. You don't love the gospel. Hey, who let the campus pastor loose in the studio again? Zilly Zilly. One of the issues that always comes up during an election cycle, especially a presidential one, is the issue of abortion. What better person to bring along to talk about this than Reverend Michael Selimink of the uh, Lutherans for Life organization, serves as the executive director of Mission and Ministry for Lutherans for Life. Great to have you with us, Pastor Selimink. Very glad to be here and actually very excited to talk about this particular subject. Well, you know, this comes up every, you know, you can't escape it. And our Mm -hmm. college students um, on college campuses uh, can't escape this either. Because abortion is an issue among college students 24-7, even -hmm. if there's not an election cycle, although it seems like there's an election cycle all the time, (laughs) 24-7. But uh, the issue always comes up, how do we as Christians view this issue in terms of how we vote? And of course, we want to be good citizens. Christians should be Mm -hmm. the best citizens according to the table of duties. We as pastors don't tell people or as the church tell people how to vote, how do we approach this heading into election time? Yeah, I think it's, it's certainly uh, of utmost importance for us to remember as Lutherans, uh, the doctrine of the twofold kingdom of God, that uh, God rules in his, uh, uh, in, in the kingdom of uh, secular authority, according to his law, and he rules in the church according to his gospel. So it's important for us to remember that uh, as Christians, um, we don't seek to legislate the gospel. We're not seeking to make laws that force people to go to church or hear the word or become Christian because that would undermine the message of the gospel, which is that sure. uh, salvation is a free gift and, and forgiveness comes by God's grace and faith. But but also we as Christians are citizens, and uh, that's a privilege. The same God who rules over the church is the God who rules over all of creation, and um, he invites his children to have a hand in both of those endeavors. And, and honestly, who better to direct how the affairs of the world uh, are undertaken than the people who are the children of God, who know the heart of the king and in our best position to understand what his will for people is. Um, I will say that I was raised in a household where uh, abortion was the only political issue. Mm. Right? My parents were what you would call single issue voters. They made their decision based entirely on um, how a candidate stood on abortion. And for a long time, I struggled with that. I felt that it was uh, irresponsible, um, simple-minded, narrow-minded. But I have honestly come to appreciate that perspective um, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, One of those is that um, 
I, th I think we've come to understand abortion is not just a political issue, right? For Christians, abortion may be an issue that is politicized, right? But for us, it's an ethical issue, and it is an issue of the heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sure. Um, uh, the the sanctity of life, the, the value of every human being, is what the gospel is about. Um, abortion um, doesn't just have to do with uh, politics, party, and elections, and things like that. Um, it has to do with facts and truth about the science of human life. Uh, it has to do with physical and psychological welfare of people among us. It has to do with injustices and discriminations against people, and and um, Abortion has to do with with morality, with who has the right to life and who has the authority to take life, and and uh, when can we limit limit a person's liberties because they're infringing upon someone else's? So um, it's not just a political issue; it's actually a whole nexus of issues about our life together. Okay, and by the way, I love the word nexus. Can't use that word enough. Um, <laughs> but uh, you you know, uh, nexus. It's just a great word. Anyways, right. but um, you know what, what's intriguing to me is that everybody out there will say, well, health, you know, they'll, they'll argue health care is a human right. You know, <laughs> having a right to it, you have a, a right to a job, you have a right to all this. And sure. when you talk about the right to life, I mean, let's get basics. Ba and, right. and then as soon as you start talking about life, the life of the unborn, oh, well, that's political. Right. And I, it seems to me that we justly need to push back on anybody saying this is a political issue. I mean, what advice sure. do you give? To, I mean, I mean, I think some some of our pastors even out there are afraid to touch this in the pulpit. They're afraid yeah. to bring it up because maybe somebody thinks the other way or somebody sure. has had an abortion, somebody they don't know or they know somebody who has. But it seems so to me is, we need to fight back against this, and there's a compassionate way of doing it. Of course. What, is, what does a person mean when they say, well, abortion is a political issue? Um, are, they just try, are they trying to reduce its importance? Um, are they really trying to say abortion is a controversial issue or a sensitive issue or one that I'm uncomfortable talking about? Um, just using that word political can be kind of a euphemism for where people are at. I always um, recommend asking questions, right? Sure. Someone says, well, abortion is a political issue. What do you mean by that? Tell me, tell me what that means. Um, and then exploring from that angle. But, but abortion is not just a political issue. Um, now, do you think, do you think on a college campus, you know, where we, we, we watch too much news and watch too many people yelling at each other? Um, I mean, that's what happens. We don't debate things. We just emote at each other anymore. Yeah, right. But for, for, for college students out there that may be listening, I think what you just said was very profound. You know, somebody gets in your face about this abortion as a political issue. The art of asking questions and kind of turning them towards, towards non the non-politization of it is probably pretty key. Oh, absolutely. Um, at its heart, abortion is a it's a relational issue. It's about our relationships with people. Uh, it's about God's relationship with us. Um, and so turning it back around to that, we can kind of disarm um, not just our, our counterparts, but ourselves, right? 
Um, abortion conversations shouldn't be ones where we try to win an argument or prove a point or shut somebody up. They should be conversations where we want to testify to God's goodness and how that goodness um, extends to all people. Um, I will say this, and, and I often um, use this when having conversations with folks about abortion and government, whether we should legislate about these sorts of things. Okay. Um, from my point of view, what is the, the role of the government? It is to um, ensure a safe, fair, and free society for everybody. Um, well, doesn't it make sense then that if a government is going to make laws at all, the very first law that a government makes should be the strong may not take advantage of the weak, mm. right? That we're going, we're going to use um, the collective influence of all of us together to ensure that the, the least privileged member of our society has um, similar opportunities to the most privileged member of our society. I think most folks would agree with that. And if that's the case, then absolutely the survival of unborn children is a political issue. It's a government issue. It's something government should be talking about. But how we get there in our conversations with people um, is important. And that's really what you're getting to. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I think a lot of our college students face is, is how do we discuss this? Um, now, do you think abortion is, uh, is it simply a popular opinion issue too? Well, that's, <laughs> there, there's a lot of uh, discussion, at least in the media, that, well, the majority favor this or the majority are opposed to that. Right. Um, you know, because I don't know majority, about you, but when I when it, when you go to a march for life, all I see is uh, I see sixty seventy percent young people. So if that's a popular pin issue, well, they won't they won't go for that. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, um, sample size, I suppose. Right, does make a difference, but um, but majorities can't determine ethics, right? There have right. been times in in our history as a country when the majority has felt a certain way and it has been ethically wrong. Right. Right. Um, surveys, polls can't determine um, rights and wrongs. Um, people may have different perspectives, may have different emotions about abortion access. But um, but we come back to the central point, which is um, that there there is a scientific reality that the unborn child is a living human being. That's not a religious conclusion. That's one that we come to on the basis of scientific observation. Um, and because of that, whatever emotions we have involved have to take a, a back seat to talking about rights and wrongs. And so um, it's, it's not just a matter of public opinion, even though, uh, believe it or not, uh, this is the position that the Supreme Court took in Roe v. Wade, which is uh, that we can't, since we can't determine when a human life begins, we leave that up to each individual mother to determine for herself. Uh, that's the wackiest thing I've ever heard, right? Um, if you and I are driving down the road and, and uh, we see a lump in the middle of the highway, and I say that looks like someone threw their trash in the Well, highway, I can't tell if it's somebody. <laughs> right, I'm going to run it over, and, and you sure. say, no, that kind of looks like a person. Yeah. Um, never would we say, well, since we can't decide and I'm the driver, I'm just going to run it over because that's what I want to do. We would always err on the side of caution, and I think that that is the case uh, when related to abortion as well. If, in fact, we can't determine whether or not the unborn is a human life, 
we should err on the side of protecting it. But in fact, science is very conclusive. Well, of course, the biggest thing that we hear all the time is it's none of your darn business what I do with my body. This is a personal issue. Sure. And uh, so, so how do you approach that? You know, uh, is this is abortion just a personal issue? Well, when I hear somebody say it's my body, it's my choice. Um, I hear the deceptions of the devil in their heart, and the devil <clears throat> he has one goal: he wants to convince you that you are all on your own. This is what he's been doing since the beginning of times. So why he sure. isolated Eve and focused on her apart from Adam, and he got the uh, the man and the woman to believe that uh, they needed to take care of themselves apart from God's commandments. So this is what the devil does. We respond to that with gospel, right? When somebody says, my body, my choice, I like to remind them, but you're not in this alone, right? You're not going through life on your own. God cares for you. I care for you. And humankind has been so designed that it is interconnected. So um, abortion is a matter of the common good, especially what's good for um, underprivileged persons, the unborn, but also um, mothers and fathers who are dealing with surprise pregnancies. Mm. Um, how, what does that mean for our life together um, as a culture? Are there um, are, are there resources that we have as a group that individuals in these situations need access to? And do we have a responsibility to provide those? Um, but furthermore, um, my right to do what I want with my body ends where somebody else's body begins. Right. And um, even, even a mother who has been abandoned by the father of the child, abused maybe by her parents, um, cut off from a social support network, living in poverty, she, she is not in it alone at the most basic level because there is a child who is in it with her. Um, so, you know, my right to do what I want with my body ends where that child's body begins. I think as a culture, we can do better than saying to a person in a surprise pregnancy, you're on your own. This is a personal issue. You figure it out. And that's what abortion does. And the other thing that people, you know, speaking of things that our college students are wanting, oh, this is about, this is about women's health care. This is a woman's issue. It really has nothing to you. Uh, Salamink Zill, stay out of our business. This has nothing to do with you men. Is this <laughs> is this only a women's issue? How, how, how would you respond people, to that? I love it when people bring that up because there's a couple of approaches to that. Okay. Um, number number one, you can get kind of snarky and say, "Okay, if it's only a women's we like issue, here we like snarky here in the studio, right?" Union. Well, <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to overturn Roe v. Wade because that was decided by nine men. Right. So if sure. it's only a women's issue, their opinions don't count. But wow. I had never in, thought of that. That's pretty <laughs> remarkable. In addition to that. Men couldn't rights, possibly be right. <laughs> right. Rights and responsibilities don't have sexes. Right. We don't say domestic violence is a woman's issue because women are the one who suffer it. And so men shouldn't have to do anything about it. In fact, we say domestic violence is an issue of concern for everybody because people are being hurt. But on top of that, I don't know how they teach biology everywhere else, but how I learned it in small town Wilton, Iowa, was that every pregnancy doesn't just involve a mother. There's a dad involved too. Well, it takes and two. Maybe, it still does. 
maybe we wouldn't be having conversations about um, a woman's right to choose if we as a culture were emphasizing a little bit more a father's responsibility to his child and the mother of that child. And so abortion is not just a women's issue. It's, it's an issue that involves so many other people. A woman in, in our country, a woman can't even get an abortion without involving several other people. So it's not just a woman's issue. It's, it's a cultural issue for all of us to deal with together. Now, some people also say, well, ab- abortion is, um, it's just a religious issue. I mean, how would you respond to that? Is it, is it just a religious issue or is it more than that? Right. Like is, is the Catholic church trying to impose their, their beliefs about, uh, procreation and contraception on sure. everybody or, that's that's your um, spiritual view we have a different one so it's religion should stay out of this hey abortion is a religious issue that's this is uh the first answer that i would give absolutely sure. it's a religious issue i just finished writing uh, a manuscript for concordia publishing house um a little booklet called a biblical response to abortion because sometimes we hear people say out of one side of their mouth abortion's just a religious issue and on the other side of their mouth they say well the bible doesn't say anything about abortion so it turns out that the entire scriptures are about the value of human life so it absolutely is a religious issue but it's never just a religious issue opposing abortion isn't about um a doctrine uh, necessarily about god it's it's about scientific data that fertilization brings into being a distinct human life um and that uh, killing innocent human lives is bad for society, right? Um, outlawing abortion isn't done so that we can promote one particular church. It's so that there is safety and freedom and fairness for others. Um, so abortion is not just a religious issue. It's an issue of science and logic and the common good. Um, there are uh, atheists for life. If abortion were a religious issue, it wouldn't make any sense for there to be um, groups who were not religiously motivated, who were uh, who were pro-life, but there are because people recognize that this is an issue uh, that that's common to us all. You know, I remember back at uh, in seminary um, having to write. Uh, Professor Kurt Marquardt made us um, some. I think it was an apologetics class of some sort, uh-huh. and he told us all to write a letter to the editor. Um, for some, you know, um, newspaper, and the assignment was to write this uh, uh, 500-word letter to the editor that uh-huh. was pro pro-life, but couldn't mention um, anything about our faith background. Sure. And it was both. At first, I thought, man, that's going to be tough. And it was actually the most exhilarating thing, and it was actually easier than I thought because you don't have to be a Christian to think that it's just wrong to, to kill a baby. <clears throat> yeah, um, absolutely. And, and so, you know, and when you think about our young people on, uh, on our campuses, now if you're them and they get in these arguments with people all the time, it seems to me that they have a lot of openings, you know, to talk about the science, to talk about what it means to be who we are as a people, as a society, as a culture, and as our culture continues to break down, as we continue to live in a, an increasingly post-Christian culture, the opportunities, you know, you're never going to get real far if you just, you know, spout Bible passages at people necessarily. Mm-hmm. But many times you can uh, kind of get into the front porch, as C.S. Lewis used to say, 
by first talking about what impact does this have on who we actually are as a people and how we care for one another as a community. It seems to me that our college students really could learn um, to, to, to kind of take this to heart, that you don't have to talk about this necessarily as, as, a, as a religious issue, at least up front. Well, the, the very first and, and most important question about abortion is, what is the unborn thing growing inside a woman's belly? Sure. Because if that unborn thing is not a human being, then there is no justification for abortion that is necessary. You don't have to give a reason. It's like your hair or your fingernails. If this is not a human being, absolutely, you can do whatever you want with it. Nobody makes laws about how short you can cut your hair. But if that unborn Good thing Good thing they is, don't because I don't have any hair. Um, right? I'm, I'm not in that nexus. <laughs> but if the unborn thing is a human being, then there is no justification for abortion that is ever sufficient. So that's really There's the no place to start to, almost any discussion is what are I we think, talking about here? And always bring it back around to that because whatever your religious or political persuasion, the, you, you're entitled to your own opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts. And the science is this unborn thing is a living human being. Once we've established that, now we can talk about what are our obligations to that living human being. But that is always uh, the central point and, and the point of departure. And that's one of the advantages that um, that we have. You know, it's like with technology. Um, God works through means. Technology can be used for good or bad. And science is kind of the same way. Absolutely. In, in this instance, science, um, science and the scripture agree. They agree. But the commonality you have on the common camp on the college campus when you're a student talking to another student about abortion, you may not have the commonality of a scriptural background or a faith background to to kind of have a bridge to start a discussion, but you can actually utilize the science and talk about the science and talk about what is this in this being. Well, there's actually a lot of, of common ground um, that we can cover, even even if we enter into a conversation and somebody says, well, abortion is a, a political issue. Um, we can ask the question, is is a woman's well-being just a political issue? Because despite what you might think, even though I am personally opposed to abortion, I'm very much in favor of a woman's well-being. Sure. I am pro-woman. I uh want the women who are my neighbors to have the best possible life, the best possible opportunities. And, and now I want to explain to you why it seems to me that abortion does not offer the best possible life for them. But, but kind of establishing that common ground. Hey, I totally agree with you. I am pro-choice. I would just prefer that people made that choice before conception rather than after. But but I think, yeah, we have a lot of common ground. I'm, I'm opposed to poverty and, and abandonment and abuse and sexual assault. These things are awful, and I think we ought to come up with really good solutions to that. And for that reason, I'm opposed to abortion because it's a bad solution to any of those kind of problems. Well, great stuff. Could talk about this uh, with you all day. Any, any final thoughts um, about this, especially heading into an election, and then maybe tell us a little bit more where uh, people can go to find out about Lutherans for Life. Yeah, I, I want to remind um, remind folks that abortion is not just um, it's not just a single issue. It's it's a whole nexus, right, <laughs> of <laughs> issues, um, and and it 
it tells us a lot about a particular candidate's outlook on life. How do you view the most vulnerable? How do you view society's obligation um, to individuals? For that reason, abortion is not somebody else's problem. It's your business. It's my business. It's our business as Christians, as citizens, as human beings. Um, it's maybe the most important issue for elections and for our whole life because it is the heart of the gospel that God creates, redeems, and calls every human being to be his own apart from anything meritorious about them, their age, their appearance, their ability. That is the gospel. If that makes sense to you, that's what Lutherans for Life is all about, hmm. equipping Lutherans to be gospel-motivated voices for life. Visit our website, www.lutheransforlife.org. Uh, we have tons of resources. We also have um, a website that's devoted just to students, Y for Life. That's the letter Y, the number four, and life.org. Um, and you can connect with volunteer communities on campuses across the country um, who are approaching this issue from a gospel-motivated perspective. Excellent. Well, thank you for your time, Pastor Salamik, uh, and God continue to bless Lutherans for life. Pray that uh, as we head into the elections that God's will will be done on, on this issue and, and every issue that uh, we can continue to support life in our midst and in our culture. Thanks for joining us today. It's a privilege and a delight. Thank you very much. That's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Check out the archives of this program at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help. <laughs>